Praise the Lord, everybody. We are here. We are live, y'all, on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show, and I am your host, Adam Tuggle. I, man, I'm blessed to be here on today. This is the show where they get your week started off right. This is the show where the gospel is told and not sold, y'all. Uh, today, we are on Monday, January 27th on today. So we are in another beautiful, beautiful, blessed Monday. And if you're listening to me right now, uh, you are blessed, not because you're listening to me, but because you are yet in the land of the living. You're listening to me right now. You are in the land of the living. So that is a reason uh, to give God praise on today. Now, first off, before we get into today's topic uh, today, I want to give a special, special shout out and condolences to um, the family of Kobe Bryant, his wife and his children. Uh, we know that um, we know of the passing of Kobe Bryant happened on yesterday and his, uh, I believe his 13 year old daughter. So we send out uh, from the Summit Internet Radio podcast, we send out our condolences to the family and our prayers, our prayers are with you all in Jesus name. Um, On today, we're going to be talking about church pain today, y'all. We're going to be talking about it on today and it's kind of two topics blended in together because um, the way the Lord gave it to me was people go through church pain, people that have been in been in church their whole life or maybe have not been in church their whole life. Maybe they got uh, separated from the church because of church pain. But there is another topic into that because um, and that title is don't take it personal. And the reason why we say don't take it personal is because some people don't know the difference between church pain and taking what um, some the leader is telling them. They take it personal. And they're taking it as a personal attack uh, towards them. So we're going to talk about it today. And we have a very, very special guest in the studio today. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, y'all. We're going to be talking about church pain. We're going to be talking about don't take it personal on today. So I want you to be uh, during the uh, break. We want you to go grab whatever you need. Um, go grab a soda or something or whatever. And come on back and listen to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. And if you're uh, listening to me while you're driving, stay focused on on the driving. But keep your ears tuned in to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show as we discuss the topic, church pain, and don't take it personal. We'll see you after this commercial break. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. I am your host, Adam Tuggle, and I am here talking to and getting ready. We're getting ready to dive into this topic on today. Um, we're talking about church pain and don't take it personal. Now, you might say, well, church pain is personal, and, and which it is, but we're going to uh, talk. We're going to dive deep into uh, this topic on today. But first, I have a person in the studio today that um, wears many, many hats and known her 
all 32 years of my life almost. And she is not only uh, my mom, but she is the co-pastor of my church, Triumph in Faith Apostolic Church. And you've heard the commercials from my pastor, um, various ones I've heard. Um, and she is in the studio on today. She This is the first time she's been on the podcast. So um, we're going to uh, talk to her about this topic because the Lord had laid it on my heart to uh, bring her in um, on this topic on today. And so praise the Lord, Mom. Praise the Lord. How are you? I'm fine. Amen. <laughs> um, we want you, uh, to, first of all, introduce yourself to the people and tell tell. Uh, Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Okay. Because um, you do wear many, many hats. First of all, I am a child of the King, and his name is Jesus. And I've been filled with the Holy Ghost, precious gift of the Holy Ghost, since 1988, October the 12th. Um, so that's 30 plus years I've been walking right. with Christ. Right. I'm also married. I'm the mother of five children. I'm also a grandmother of, I believe, 13, 15, about 15 ch- uh, grandchildren, I believe. Sorry, y'all, we did that. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and also have two great-grandchildren. And I also co-pastor Triumph of Faith Apostolic Church. And my pastor is Pastor William Tuggle. Amen. So, um... First of all, I want to, and, and this um, for me is a, is a blessing to me because um, throughout the years, I have watched you and pastor, um, you know, go through the trials and tribulations of life together, um, dealing, dealing with us as, as your children and dealing with the uh, issues at the church because I know um, a lot of people um, on, on the podcast don't know this, but, um, you were very, very close to our former pastor. Um, you served underneath her ministry for years. Um, I know pastor, um, well, pastor McGordon, she would say, you know, she would name off people that were the wind beneath her wing and you were one of those people. Um, and as a child, I grew up she would talk to Pastor F almost every day. <laughs> you would be on the phone with her almost every day. And the thing is, um, you've been through church pain before. Yes, I have. And I've been through church pain. We've all been through church pain. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference between the church pain and a person that can't, a person that sits church pain but really not church pain, with you being in the position that you're in, how is it, um, how do you know when it's church pain and how do you know when your pastor's trying to tell you for your, for your good? How do you, how do you weigh the difference? I weigh the difference. Um, I know early on when I first got, uh, when I first received the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, especially being brand new in holiness um, compared to um, going to different churches prior to that. Mm-hmm. 
the word, first of all, comes to cut us. Right. The, the word comes to cut us because we have to have things rooted and grounded, uprooted out of our lives. Right. That's not of Christ. And I would say maybe in the beginning, I didn't know certain things about Christ because I was involved into a, in a lot of religion where you can do whatever you wanted to right. in church and everything. And and they really didn't preach um, against sin right. and everything. A lot of jumping and shouting. And then you just went back out the same way that you came in. But you had a little bit of maybe joy or something like that. Right. But when you come into coming into holiness, and that word comes, and it's cutting you up, right? You know, I mean, like cutting you up like a two-edged sword, right? You have to uh, know that first of all, Jesus knows where your life is. Amen. That's Jesus true. knows where your life is. Your pastor partly knows, but Jesus knows your heart, right? Like no other, right? Uh, your pastor knows all about you and they can discern you, but God really knows where you are. And I can say in the beginning, maybe I got hurt in it, but when I really started praying over it and asking God, you know, he let me know that you have to be able to listen to the word, obey the word and receive the word. And sin's not, first of all, sin's not going to enter in. Right. And not only does Jesus know where you are, you know where you are in him. Yeah. So when you know where you are, and I'll, that's always been a pet peeve for me, is you know where, when you know where you are in Christ, and he knows where you are in Christ, then you know it's God. Right. But when somebody is nitpicking, just to be nitpicking, and you know you're not there, it's something that somebody perceived about you, but it's not necessarily true then you know that they're trying to inflict pain on you on purpose. Right. And um, I'm not going to say that all pastors are altogether right. Right. But I do know that my former pastor was and that she was not trying to nitpick with me. And I remember the first time I was sort of hurt. But in that hurt, you're going to grow. Right. You are going to grow. If you really want to be a child of God, you have got to learn that you're going to have to cut out some things. Right. Uh, with me coming from the world and being deeply involved in the world, doing all kinds of shameful things and stuff like that, right. there were some things that really need to be cut out of me, and I couldn't take that personal. Right. Um, and the one thing I learned is that the devil will try to come. Well, no, not try. He does come. Right. And he starts speaking words to you like, um, oh, the pastor don't care, and the pastor's nitpicking, and and this and that and everything is not necessarily true. When God is feeding you as a pastor, feeding you the word to help his people and everything, then it's not nitpicking, it's not it's not um, facetious or anything like that. You just have to be obedient. And um, basically that's it. You just got to know that it's God. And God has a way of confirming some stuff too. Right. To let you know that is him right and that's what i love about him there's a, a lot of times that um i might think it's somebody else but god will send somebody and confirm it right and not necessarily in any kind of order sometimes it might just come across on the radio or sometimes it might come across from somebody you don't even know right they speak the same thing 
that the pastor has spoken. Right. And you know they're not trying to be funny. You know it's God. Right. And it, it because in today's church world, mm-hmm. we have a lot of people that are, and I'm not afraid to say it, they reject the word. Mm-hmm. And the only time they don't reject the word is when they're being prophesied over when they're being told, oh, you're going to get a new car, mm-hmm. you get a new house, you get a new this, or you're going to start your own business mm-hmm. or whatever. If it's something natural and tangible, mm-hmm. they want to hear it. But when it's something Most cutting definitely. you, when it's something cutting something out of you mm-hmm. that the Lord knows needs to be cut out of you, mm-hmm. they don't want to hear it. Exactly. And it's like, for me, and I've been there, mm-hmm. and, it, and I've been now... Y'all know, y'all, y'all know me. I will be real with y'all. I've had my problems in my walk with Christ. And from my former pastor to my current pastors, they've had to, you know, rebuke, mm-hmm. you know, chastise a mm-hmm. little bit because they knew that, hey, this isn't right. Right. And the Lord is showing me this. Or even if I haven't told, I remember one time my 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 dad. And he, they both do this. They both tell us when they're talking to us as pastor and when they're talking to us as mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And my my dad said this when he was when he went, when he wasn't pastoring. He said, "Everything that you do, I'll know about it." And and that was a, and he told me that as a little child. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Everything you do, I'll know about it because that's my job." Mm-hmm to know about my son. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing with Jesus. Amen. He's supposed to know about us. Mm-hmm. And when he knows about it, if he didn't love us, he wouldn't chastise us. He Amen. wouldn't chase after us. He wouldn't try to cut out what's wrong in us mm-hmm. if he didn't love us. Amen. And if he didn't love us, he wouldn't have had to go to the cross Amen. to die for us. But yet, but yet, um, we see that People are being like, and I'm going to put it this way. They're being like babies that don't want their uh, the good food that they need. They're sitting up in a spiritual high chair. And you're sitting there trying to put the put the spinach in their mouth. And they're, they're re- leaning back saying, no, I don't want that. They're saying, no, I I." I Basically, spiritually, they're saying, no, I don't want that because it's, I don't think it's good for me. What do you, what, as a pastor, what do you say to, to that? As far as a person that, that deliberately rejects what you're trying to, to tell them. Um, first of all, I'm going to put it like this because I've dealt with that, especially a lot here lately. And what the Lord told me is that. The individual is not walking after the spirit of Christ, but rather they're walking in their flesh. And no flesh is going to make it into heaven. And people have this tendency of, this is me, and I don't have to take it. But if you're in Christ, you're going to have to take something. Right. This is not Jesus a, took something. He did. Jesus he, I mean, took a lot. <laughs> he was, actually, Jesus was rebuked yeah. by many. Right. You might not want to use that word, but that's what it was. He right. was rebuked. He was hurt. He was in pain. He was in a physical body just like us. 
if anybody went through church pain, it was him. Amen. Because he was Fer- rejected of his own. Right. His own rejected him. The Pharisees didn't want him even in the land. They the ones that said him uh, were the ones were, along with others that wanted to set him up to kill him. So if anybody went through any type of church pain, it was Jesus. And he said he took all excuses to the cross. So that was, that's a part of an excuse that we use, that people use to try to lay in their sin or lay in their whatever that you want to call it. Yeah, their pity party, their their mess. You know, sometimes um, babies, if you don't get to them, they lay in um, their diapers, which is mess and everything. But they still have to be changed. Right. And even in the spiritual side, um, people want to lay in their mess, but you got to come out of your mess. Right. And and I'm, I I like what you said about um, people laying in their pity parties. There are some that have pity parties now. And I'm and I'm saying I, and I want the Lord to leave me on saying this because there are some people that have their pity parties. And they come out of them and they're like, okay, I got to get back right. How do I get back? What do you say to the people that are trying, like they've been hurt in the church? Mm -hmm. Um, We met an individual um, before we came into the studio today that was talking about finding themselves a church home Mm -hmm. and that they, you know, some way or another, they found themselves out of the church. How do you, what do you say to an individual that's trying to get themselves back to church, but they've been through church pain and they've been hurt by the church and they feel like I'm going to get rejected or I'm going to get hurt again. What do you say to them? How do you tell them, okay, just because you've been through this doesn't mean that's always going to be this way. Well, first of all, I've been in the middle of church pain. Matter of fact, I'm going through some pain right now. You know, and I could just up and walk away. But I got to remember, first of all, Jesus didn't do it. Right. He didn't. I mean, he allowed the pain. But just like um, just like Job and just like Joseph, mm-hmm. they was um, they was inflicted upon. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people probably wouldn't use the pain use the word pain, but they were in pain. Yeah. Job, especially Job. Especially Job. Job. But if you, but if you, I'm going to go back to Joseph though. Right. Um, Joseph went through a whole lot with yeah. his brothers. Yeah. And everything. And I think we sort of take that um, very lightly what Joseph went through. Right. But seeing how I have had a Joseph um, experience personally of your brother's rejecting you and trying to destroy you right. and leaving you for dead mm-hmm. um, I don't take that lightly anymore Right. after having that experience but what I didn't do was say I'm not going back to church Right. because of the experience that I had I knew that God has something better for me right. first of all what Joseph went through God allowed it what Job went through God allowed it Right. Satan took it to Jesus right. or God right. and allowed it. So he, he let the, um, the protection be lifted up. Right. And he said, my servant can take it. Right. And he did the same thing for me. Right. Didn't nothing happen to me unless God allowed it, first of all. Right. 
Right. And he, he had enough faith and confidence that I had enough word of his word down on the inside right. that I could stand strong. And that's for any in, uh, any believer. Right. You have to know before it happened that Satan went to Jesus and asked him. And God gave permission and he said, yeah, go ahead and bother uh, Minister Adam. Do what you want to, but my son is going to stand strong in me. Right. And that's for everybody. That's a believer. We're all going to go through something. We're all going to go through some kind of pain. And there's always with God, and I'm glad you brought that up about about Job and the devil taking it to to God before mm-hmm. he could even do anything. Mm-hmm. Because number one, and and y'all have heard me say this on the show before. That God will not allow something to happen to you that he knows that you can't take. Mm-hmm. He won't put no more on you than what you can he bear. He will not allow. He had, and we've, we've, we've done Job on the show before. We've talked okay. about Job on the show before. And the thing was, the devil had to go to God and ask God. He didn't just go and just go after Job because... The devil was now. The devil's not dumb. I'm gonna put not it that by, way. Not, I'm gonna put it that side. way because if he was dumb, he would have went right after Job, knowing that he he had to have some smarts about him because he said, if you remove your hand, mm-hmm. then he'll curse you to your face. He mm-hmm. knew that he had that hand of protection mm-hmm. over him, and the Lord will put strict limitations on the enemy on what he can and cannot do. He said that he can take he can take this, he can take that, he can do this, but you can't touch his life. Amen. Amen. And so with with us, the people that are going through um what we're what we're trying to say is that he can't the enemy can't do more to you than what God allows. Amen. And you can get back to the place where you were in God. If you just allow him to lead you, that's it. Allow him to lead you and direct you. Now, and I'm I'm gonna bring this out. Um, my 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 co-pastor, when before they started their church, and and I talked to a pastor this morning actually, and he asked me what the topic was today, and I and I told him and everything and. He didn't quite understand it at first because it's two different uh, words. And I told him, and I said, "Well, me, your your church pain was different from mine mm-hmm. because you yours, if you don't mind me, mind me saying it, mm-hmm. yours was forced. Right. Yours was a forced church pain. Mine was." So the thing was, is that, um, like I said, yours was forced. Mine wasn't necessarily forced, but mine was a force because of what the, the situation that transpired. Because me and my brothers and my sister were brought into that situation mm-hmm. and we were told what was what went on. And then we asked what went on. Well, me personally, I asked what went on. Mm-hmm. And the individual couldn't tell me what went on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. 
And what the word I got was that um, from the individual was this happened, that happened, and I'm, you know, I'm taking it to my grave. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, all right. And they're saying, you know, um, you can you can stay, mm-hmm. but you you can't. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, if the people that brought me to the church can't stay, what makes you think that I'm going to stay here? Right. Because if it had not have been for them, or I'm going to take it even deeper, if it had not have been for him mm-hmm. bringing me first, then, and you're saying that he can't stay and and I'm going to put it out there, I don't care his wife can't stay mm-hmm. what makes you think that his son is going to stay there? Right. Because you're you're telling him he his wife can't stay but he can stay knowing full well <laughs> that he's not going to. Right. And you're asking his son to stay and you're pushing out his father and his mother. No. So the thing is, I, I've learned, like I said, that was a forced uh, church pain upon you. That was a, that me um, making an exit was a choice that I made because of number one, Lord told me, Lord told me to go. And I'm glad I did. But in the midst of that church pain, mm-hmm. we still love them. Amen. Still do. And I and I don't know how to say this. I think I'm about to go to a commercial break, y'all. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, when we come back, I just like to um, since we're going there, I think the people have a right to know what we're talking about because we're sort of going around in circles, and I'm pretty sure that they're curious as to what we're speaking of right now. And I'm just gonna go ahead and. Um, open up about the church uh, pain that I'm speaking of or that we're speaking of right now. Right. Okay. Well, um, we're going to take a commercial break real quick and then we're going to come right back and we're going to dive deeper into uh, church pain and don't take it personal. I will see you after this commercial break. This is the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show and I am your host Adam Tuggle and my guest today, Cosette Trotman Tuggle my mom, my co-pastor, in Jesus' name. We'll be right back. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is founder and pastor of Triumph in Faith Apostolic Church, William A. Tuggle III, 2950 North High School Road, here in the beautiful city of Indianapolis, Indiana. All are welcome to every service and any service that we have. Sunday school begins at 11.30 a.m. morning worship immediately following where Jesus is the center of attraction. All are welcome to attend in Jesus' name.
Praise the Lord, everybody. We are back live on the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. And right quick, I want to show some love to our sponsors. Um, want to show some love to um, Snap Photography, my buddy Angelo uh, over there and with his great company. He helps us out uh, with the Summit Internet Radio Podcast Show. We also want to show some love to the Kingdom Cleaning Service ran by my my very own big brother, Marquise Barber, and his uh, lovely wife, Courtney Barber, in Jesus' name. And we also want to show some loves to uh, Fresh Fades Barbering, Mobile Barbering, and that is ran by uh, my good friend and cousin, Jermaine Wallace. And so we want to also show some love to all of our listeners around the world. We love you and we thank God uh, for you all uh, listening to the Summit Internet Radio podcast every week. And we are here talking about church pain and we're also talking about um, people taking things personal. And we've been we have been in a deep, deep conversation and and. Uh, we have our our uh, guest here today, who is my my mom, my co-pastor. Wears so many different hats. Um, praise praise leader, pastor. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> uh, Mainly going out and helping people. Yes, that goes out and I. You heard me uh, tease earlier. I said Mother Teresa because she's she. She's kind of kind of like that. She she's everywhere helping somebody all almost all the time. So uh, thank God for her um, coming in and talking to us today. But um, we were talking about the uh, church pain that went on with um, us and mainly um, you. And you said you wanted to dive deeper into it. So I'm going to let you go ahead and talk about it um, right now. So go ahead. Go ahead and um, do that. 19, uh, no, 2012, rather. I'm sorry. Um, my former leader uh, passed, uh, Pastor Dorothy McGordon, a very um, wonderful uh, leader, very powerful leader that stood on holiness um Lisa, to this day we were very very close um I assisted her in a lot of stuff uh, it was her pastor's aide and I was born underneath her leadership in 1988 I mean excuse me 1988 yeah 1988 excuse me October 12th I was and I was the baby. first one I was the first one born underneath her um her pastorship and I thank God for her teachings and everything well she passed in 88 I mean excuse me because it's sort of still um, I'm over a lot of the church hurt but there's probably a little tweak of it that's still there and everything so just bear with me but in 2012 it was just um, a year I probably never will forget uh, of her passing in probably about a month later of being put out the church um, honestly for no apparent reason and a lot of lies went out about me um, 
um, saying that I was trying to take over the church, that my pat, that my husband and I were trying to take over the church, um, stuff like that, um, which was farther farthest from the truth because I was, I'm, um, I know that the Bible says to, um, to be happy when, um, souls go out of here, you know, be transitioned out of here, out of here and everything. But, um, because I was very close to her, um, I cried a lot and I was frowned upon for crying a lot and, um, just stuff like that. And there was a few times that I did take off, um, from the church and everything. And I was rebuked for that as well. Um, I, you know, everyone grieves a little bit different than others and stuff like that. And, um, Actually, death is not my strongest suit, to be honest about it. Right. Uh, I'm going to cry. That's just the way I am. You know, I do rejoice that they have made it over to heaven as long as I know that their their life was lived right. Right. But um, I was accused of a lot of misconduct, which was further from the truth. Um, and that's why I like my, um, my story to Joseph, because... Joseph did nothing wrong other than to boast about the dreams that God gave him right. about his life and everything. Um, I always knew I had a calling on my life as far as pastorship is actually as soon as I was filled with the Holy Ghost that I knew that one day I would probably be pastor and probably I might have told the wrong people because you can tell the wrong people and guess what? You share your dreams with people and people will yep. try to bring you down. But I wasn't bucking to be the pastor of uh, the church that I was born in. I didn't know what God's will was at that time point for me. But um, somebody saw fit to put me out of the church um, and everything. And it was done done to me in a wrongful kind of way because I was out of um, state, first of all. And I was in the southern parts of the United States and I'm on my way back to Indiana and get a phone call from my husband that he was calling to the office stating that um, I could no longer come back to the church. And when he was, uh, when he asked what was the reason, there was no reason given. And they told him, first of all, that he could stay, the children could stay, but your wife couldn't stay. And um, to this day, I really don't have a full understanding as to why, you know, speculations, uh, maybe because I was really close to the pastor and I did a lot of stuff inside the church. You know, I cooked, I cleaned, and I wasn't the only one. There were right, others right. there that um, cooked and cleaned. I can't take all that right. because it was other people who shared the uh, duties. I would be out on the ground sometimes at three o'clock in the morning right. um, doing whatever was necessary. I would follow the pastor home, making sure she got to, the, um, to her home, right. you know, Many, many days sitting outside in the parking lot yes. of the pastor's house waiting for mom and dad to come out. <laughs> exactly. Or taking her grocery shopping, whatever it is that the, God, that the Lord called me to do. So, um, just in that, you know, to me, for that to happen around the time that I had just lost my pastor and then to find out I was going to be put out of the church, that was very hurtful. And not only did that transpire, then there was rumors going around the, the uh, city to various uh, churches that uh, I had did this and I had did that, and that was furthest from the truth. And, and then, like my um, son has said, 
by him uh, being told that she would take her to her grave. So that made it sound like I had sin, and that was the furthest from the truth. Sin was not in my life like that. Right. And um, I just really, you know, and I pray for them. I pray for them. I still love them. And whatever, you know, if they ever need me, just like Christ, we can do things wrong to, with Christ, but he still blesses us. Right. And if they ever need me, I'm going to be there. And I have been there. I have been there since this has transpired. Um, if they needed something from me, I try to give it. But that did not not negotiate the pain out of my life. Right. I've, I have cried many a times. And, uh, and I had to come to this conclusion that my time was up. Right. That God had allowed me to glean the word of God from my former pastor. Right. And that it was time for me to go. That it was time that he had put enough word down on the inside of me that I could stand strong on what was taught to me. Right. And it was time for me to just make an exit. To just make an exit. And since I was so comfortable at the church, right. I might not have made the exit the way that God wanted me to. Right. So this had to transpire to get me to the point where Jesus wanted me. And not just my myself, you know, even my children, uh, they were they were have harassed a many times, getting phone calls saying, "Are you staying at the church or are you leaving?" And anybody in their right mind, any child in the natural, is probably like, "You didn't hurt my mom. You didn't hurt my dad. Um, then we're going to leave too." And I had told my children. I said, you know, you can stay there. Did I not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I told them. I, I, I didn't force myself, my pain up, upon them. I said, you can stay there. But because they kept getting harassed and everything, deci- they decided to leave. Now, at one time point, Jesus did speak to me, and he told me, get your children up out of there. Right. And I was obedient to the voice of the Lord because, first of all, I don't want to do anything outside the will of God. Um, I'm at a point in my life, you know, to know that pain is going to be inflicted. But the word of God, first of all, does say to arm yourself likewise. God was inflicted with pain by his own people. And these, to me, these were my family. Oh, yeah. I mean, we was a very close-knit church. I call them uncle, auntie, everything, and it, we would, I mean, every day, just about, when I when I would go to school, it would be auntie this, or uncle that, or, and sometimes they would come up there, if my mom and dad couldn't get to the school, they would be up there, exactly. they were closer to me than my own, and no, no pun intended on my mm-hmm. natural aunties and uncles and everything, but they were there for us when our parents were working or my mom was helping the pastor and she would call one of them and be like, can you go up there and just check on them? And they would be there. Exactly. So it, 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 and it hurt me because, and I'm, and I'm glad you brought that up because now I can't speak for my brothers and my sister. I can only speak for myself. Me personally, I was comfortable being at that being at church. Right, we're not going to mention the church name. I was comfortable being at the church. And where I was, I was, I grew up there. 
and I saw these individuals as family, not just church family, but family. And I still see them to family as at this day. And my wife, my wife, uh, and y'all hear me talking about my wife sometimes, but um, my wife says, you, you know what? You call everybody auntie, uncle, and all that. I said, because it's in me. Because they, they've been there. Mm-hmm. They're closer. And like I said, no pun intended to my aunts and my uncles or anything that are blood family. But they're closer to me than they are because I would see them more. Mm-hmm. They'd be at the house or, you know, their children would come over to our house. And we, you ate at the same table as right, them as well. Right. Spiritually and, and naturally. Yes. And I remember there was a time where... We had all of the young people at our house and we were all sleep on the floor and my mom <laughs> would go and anoint everybody because we trusted each other in that way. You know, and and it 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 brings pain because you're leaving a place that you know you were you felt safe. Amen. Cuz church is supposed to be a safe haven for safe haven for all. Uh even from baby I'm talking about spiritual baby. Right. On up to adulthood, to old age. That should be a safe haven for everyone. And we know we know that we're going to have um, disagreements. But the Bible says, lay down your gift at the altar. Right. And come together and reconcile. Right. There was no reconciliation in this until recently. I must say that... Um, the Lord dealt with me here recently um, because we had two passings of two of my favorite people from the church. Um, and the Lord dealt with me. He told me to, first I called and, uh, the individual, the pastor, that's the now who um, put me out the church. I called her and she didn't answer. So um, I texted her and the Lord told me to tell her that you forgave, that I forgave her. You know, and I texted, I said, I forgave you for the infliction, the pain that you have put in my life. I said, it took years. Right. You don't just get over something like that overnight. Years. Right. To to be healed by the Lord. You know, as many times as I tried to let it go, it seemed like somewhere along the line, it always rose back up because I'm just like, how can people do that? They call themselves saved. And that's just being honest. Well, that's not just with the, with the situation that you went through, but that's mm-hmm. in the church now. It that's, is prevalent that's, in the that's church. That's in the church. When somebody doesn't like something, they're ready to lash out at mm-hmm. them. And it's not just the situation that we're talking about with you and mm-hmm. you know our family and mm-hmm. our church family, um, but it's going throughout the church world. It, it really is. Um, church hurt, church pain, whatever it is you want to call it, and, you know, my pet peeve right now is I, I have seen people on Facebook talking about uh, people who go through church pain and stuff like that. Well, that stuff is real, first of all. It is. And, and it does make you want to lash out. But you got to remember, first of all, who, whose child you are. Right. Jesus never lashed out at anybody. With all that he went through, he never lashed out. Except for when he was tipping over tape. Yeah, but that wasn't that, that, <laughs> was that wasn't a lashing, lashing. Right, like, that like was what? not dealing with uh, church pain. That was, that was dealing, dealing with using his his. Temple. I would call it his temple, his sanctuary, whatever right. you, whatever term you want to use. Right. was being abu- misabused, misappropriated. Right. And, that's why he would lashed out on that. 
And that's what we need to be as saints of God. We need to lash out at the pain that's coming towards the church, mm-hmm. not the pain that's happening within the church. Because there's pain. And when I say that, there's pain happening within the church. Mm-hmm. And it's the pain is happening with the people that are in the church. Mm-hmm. It's not coming outwardly in. Exactly. But it's coming inwardly in. Exactly. And some pain is about just like a woman has travails and she is in pain. That is a even though it hurts, it's a good pain because it's giving birth. Right. And then there's some pain that people inflict on purpose. Right. Maliciously. Right. And they don't care because they think, okay, this is me and this is what I'm gonna do and um, whatever to whatever. Right. But I'm just gonna I wanna address this. To those of you who are who are going through church pain. Don't turn your back on God, first of all. Right. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. <laughs> Find you a good church home that baptizes in Jesus' name, uh, that teaches the Word of God, stands on the Word of God, living the Word of God, eating the Word of God, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And the way you're going to know you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you will speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. I, I say that a lot on the and show. And you have to. You have. There's no other way but to do that. And God is going to help you through that church pain. Go, you're more than welcome. If you're here in the city of Indianapolis, we can get over the hurdle of church pain together. You are invited to triumphant faith, apostolic church. Amen. And you can come and heal right there. Amen. And we'll love you to life. Amen. But I'm going to tell you that church pain is going to happen, you know, and basically nobody wants to go through it, but we have to. Right. And and when I it doesn't necessarily mean that church pain is going to be like the like what we have uh, talked about. Right. Exactly. Because you can um, have church pain by somebody you saying hi to praise the Lord to somebody and they don't say it back to you. Right. That can bring up church pain. It, it, It can be something minute like that. Why didn't sister so-and-so say hi to me? Well, they could have been going through something themselves. Exactly. And we have to look at it that way. Because, and there's other ways to look at it besides mm-hmm. that. But we have to look at it. That, what is my sister going through? What is my brother going through? Why didn't they say praise the Lord to me? Exactly. Why didn't they come in? You know, if you're usually conversing with, with brother so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And brother so-and-so doesn't converse with you when you say praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. Or you, whatever, how you say hi. Mm-hmm. And they... I'm not gonna talk to nobody today because you know I'm just I'm just gonna be me today. Right, exactly. And you know, and even at that, those who don't speak to anybody anyone, sometimes their burdens are so heavy. Right. That they're just off into a nutshell and uh maybe they might be in a depressed mode, and that's where you need to go give them a hug. Right. I mean, because depression is pain. And we talked about it, we talked about this depression on last week's show. Um, we talked about depression and suicide. Yeah, and, and it's, it's on the rise. Right, and it, there's a spiritual suicide happening mm-hmm. as well. But when you have people, and this is and this is a part of church pain right here, and the Lord just gave me this. Clicks. Oh, most definitely. Clicks, and, and I can hear Pastor McGordon, I can hear Pastor Dorothy McGordon oh, in, the back of my, <laughs> in the back of my mind. She's saying, if I see any clicks in here, I'm going to click it out of here. And that's what we need to do in the church exactly. world. We assume as, and even if you're, 
and I'm not I'm, I'm not saying this because I've never never been a pastor never you know whatever but it is our job as saints of God mm-hmm. to help the pastor not be the pastor mm-hmm. But to help the pastor, if we see any clicks happening and just say if the pastor's dealing with something and we mm-hmm. see a click forming, mm-hmm. it's our job to go to the pastor, not try to do it yourself, mm-hmm. but let the pastor know, hey, pastor, you know, there's something going on mm-hmm. and let the pastor deal with it. Now, if the pastor asks you to help them, then that's a different story. Right. If the pastor, like we had at Faith Tabernacle, we have plenty of people come in and try to do something to the church. Mm-hmm. We did. And where we backed each other up on situations. We had an individual come into the church and try to, you know, act like they were going to do something. Mm-hmm. And Pops and, 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 well, when I say Pop, you know who I'm talking about, y'all. I'm talking about my daddy. <laughs> um... And various brothers were, Alexander. yeah, they were there to back each other up and was like, okay, you're not going to, you either need to leave or you going to sit here and be, you know, be a part of the service. Mm-hmm. But on the, on the midst of that, um, out of everything that's going on in the church, we have too many clicks going on. And that can form church pain. And that can form opinions. A lot of bad opinions. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of people. We got a clique forming over here. Well, well, pastor said this. And pastor said that. And pastor done done this. And brother so-and-so done done this. What about? What do you think about brother so-and-so over here? Mm-hmm. Or what do you think about what pastor said over here? The devil is a liar. That's what... That's, that brings church pain. And it also uh, brings division. It, 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 right. And it brings... And it brings division, and it brings it brings a mess upon the church exactly. that the pastor has to clean up. And unfortunately, um, so many don't want to listen to the pastor, um, and they don't. They people are rejecting the word of God left and right anymore. But the la- we're living in the last evil day, and where we're calling uh, right wrong and wrong right and everything. And for the people, now I'm, I'm gonna say this, and y'all, y'all, y'all know on the show, I don't, I don't uh, sugarcoat anything. Um, in Matthew chapter ten, verse fourteen, if you're telling somebody something about the word, I don't care if it's witnessing, preaching, whatever you're doing, whatever, and they're not, and they're rejecting it, the Bible says, shake the dust from up under your feet. Amen. And it gives a remedy for us and it also gives a remedy for the individual because in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 7 it's it tells us if ye will hear his voice harden not your heart so and those times of being cut with the word because the word is not there to always the word is not always there to tell you you're going to receive a car today amen you, you, you're not you the word is not there to just to do that the word is not pastor says it all the time the word is not here to always make you jump and shout mm-hmm. 
the word is not here to always make you jump and shout. Sometimes the word is there to have you sit down and listen. Like you preached on yesterday, the word is there to help you to have you sit down and listen to what's going on so mm-hmm. you could get help. Because a lot of people in this day and generation, in my in my generation, and still people in your generation, they need help. They do. The church, the church has got to grow. The church, and I'm not talking about filling up the pews, right, or the chairs, or whatever it is that you have in the sanctuary to sit on. The church is going to have to grow spiritually. Um, is much needed for strong preaching now. Not watered down um, preaching. Ooh, jellybacks. And I'm not really going to call them jellybacks. I think right now that they have, the preachers and pastors and bishops have listened to so much of psychology, going to school and taking in psychology. I'm not, well, yeah, I am against psychology. I'm just going to be honest because it did nothing for me. If you knew me from my past and all that I have been through prior to salvation, it did nothing for me. Those pills did nothing for me that was supposed to regulate my mind. It wasn't until I came to Christ that things were changed and my mind was regulated and all those past hurts that I had been through and everything was healed. And it took Jesus, his love, first of all, right, to, um, to heal me. Right. And I have been through a lot, you know, um, and as I was sharing with um, the church on yesterday, of having a mother who tried to commit suicide at least three times, right. my father being an alcoholic and a womanizer, right. and a bunch of other crazy stuff right. that you know I God has not given me permission to to release, but I've been molested, raped, and a whole lot of stuff right. prior to Christ, right. and it took the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. manifested. To heal me of all this stuff. Right. So he was, even though I didn't have him on the inside of me then. He was still protecting He was still protecting me. And I can talk to my natural brothers. Because my sister, she, God rest her soul, she's gone. But they're still dealing with all the hurt of our childhood and even our teens and stuff like that. And they can bring up something that might have happened in our past. And I have literally blocked it out. Right. And when I talked to the Lord, He's like, I protected you. I shielded you. Right. So I had to erase it from your memory bank. Right. And everything. And He still does that here, over here on this, on the flip side of it, of holiness. Right. Um, we are so busy telling people to go to a psychologist. Hey, yeah, you do need counseling, but. Your pastor can be your counselor. Your he really or she can really be your counselor, and y'all can pray about it, fast about it, and fasting is a a lost art. Well, and I don't want to call it an art, but it's a lost spiritual something that the church world is does not hardly bring up anymore. And when I say fast, I am talking about a seventy. Sometimes we have to fast seventy-two hours. Straight. Straight. To break <laughs> down and destroy some of these things that the enemy, hallelujah, that the enemy is bringing against the, uh, bringing against the child of God. 
Because if we keep our mind on him, he said he keep us on and keep us in perfect peace. Right. That is a mind battle, and it's an age-old thing. Right. And the devil is trying to take out so many of God's people with depression, oppression, right. suppression. And God came to give us life and that more abundantly. That is of the devil. But if you're going through that, that's of the devil. And you need to get down on your knees. You need to get down on your knees. Sorry, everybody, because I forgot I was in a, in a closed room. So I'm getting sort of loud. So my apologies to the library as well. But uh, um, you need to get down on your knees. And you need to ask God to help you. Like I said, I've taken um, pills for anxiety before I got saved. They did nothing for me. Right. And sometimes when the enemy would try to say to me or come to me and say, you ain't won this battle. Right. That's when I fast. That's when I pray. That's when I get into his word. And I might take a sabbatical where I'm all by myself and there's nothing but me and Jesus. Amen. And I cry out to him. And guess what, y'all? He steps in. Yep. And he starts regulating some things for me. Right. I, I'm just I'm I'm very very happy because I didn't like growing up I didn't experience half of the stuff that you and pops went through mm-hmm. as as children mm-hmm. and I thank God first of all for for uh, my dad because he went through a lot as a child. I'm not even going to go into deep detail about what my father went through, but he was he was in an, an abusive home. I'm just going to put it that way. And the same things that he went through, the Lord shielded him because those things that he went through and saw um, a couple of, you know, his brothers and, you know, they they did that with their children. But yet, my my father has never, ever, you know, did the things to me that he saw as a child. And I thank God for shielding his mind and protecting him and giving him the mindset, you know what, I'm going to be better than that. Mm-hmm. And just like with you, you, you made up in your mind, hey, I'm going to be better than what they said I was going to be. Exactly. And not taking on the the uh characteristics the characteristics of what they said I was going to be a whole lot of us have been through that mm-hmm. there's a whole um i i give one more example uh marquise mm-hmm. they said that he was not going to do a whole lot of things that's it and guess what and he bounced back from what they said he didn't even bounce back he he overcame overcame by the grace of God. And, by the, and prayer. And prayer, right. Because all that those teachers told me that my son was not going to do, I, when the teachers brought it to me that he was not going to be able to, that he wouldn't read, take him to a bus stop and show him how to ride the bus, I stood there in that seat emphatically and told them, no, that is not what's going to happen. Didn't they say that well, he wasn't going to be able to drive and he drives he, all over the city he now? Dri- he drives out of state <laughs> and everything else and he is the most um he has uh he's a fountain of information oh a yeah fountain of information that's when i can't get to my dad i go to him 
and no no pun intended to my uh my my oldest brothers and my my two older brothers but i go to him number one because we live so close <laughs> number two he 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 has a, a set mind on things he he doesn't just he does not take um the first thought that comes to his mind he thinks things through before giving an answer so and he looks at both sides on on things so i i do uh come in uh marquise if you're if you're listening i do commend you for that in jesus name but i i feel like like the things that we go through in life and and the reason why we say don't take it personal is because the things that our pastor tells us and the things that our leaders tell us, or it might be your mother and your father. It's for your good. It's for your good. because, And I can attest to that with my own personal life because I, and, and I say this sometimes, I've never said this on the air before, but I'm gonna say it now. If I had to listen to my parents more than what I've listened to them now, I wouldn't be in the situations that I'm in. Because sometimes we could put ourselves in situations. Yes, you. Well, you might say, well, earlier you said God knows everything. God don't put more on you than what you can bear. Yeah, God doesn't put more on you than what you can bear. But sometimes we put it on ourselves. And God allowed. God's trying to tell us through your mother and your father, through your pastor, through whoever, trying to tell you, hey, you may not want to do that. He may not tell you in a snarl, still voice. Mm-mm. Sometimes he might tell you through your pastor. Sometimes Mm-mm. he might tell you through your mom or your dad or whoever your leader is at the time saying, don't go here. Don't do this. Don't do that. And you go on and step through it. The Lord's going to allow you. Mm-hmm. The Lord is not going to force you to serve him. He does not twist your arm. He does not make you for, uh, force you to serve him. But there is a... There is a sacrifice out of everything we do. Because if you do what the Lord says, do, there's gonna be a sacrifice because you're 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 cutting your flesh. Mm-hmm. So there's a sacrifice to your flesh, which is a good sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do it, then there's some consequences. Right, and there's a sacrifice because the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. Because when you're not obedient, you're sacrificing something. Mm-hmm. So um at the end of all of this, at the end of all of this, because we're getting ready to wrap up and uh, go home now, but I want everybody to know that in through the church pain, that you can make it through the church pain. You can, you can get back to where you are. If you're out of church, get to a church that will love you to life, that baptizes in the name of Jesus Christ, that uh, as far as far as that, uh, that is ha, has a church that does repentance because some churches they they do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about those type of churches, but we're talking about churches that are being that teach on repentance, being baptized in Jesus' name, being filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance, because that's what you need. To make it in the end, that's what you need to make it. Um, do you have any any 
last words for anybody? Any encouraging words for anybody? I would say right now, even though church pain does exist, look at it hopefully in a positive uh, limelight and don't take it personal. Right. That God is taking you to a different place in life. Right. You know, we can't stay in the same position. We all have to grow. Right. Um, we start, we come into this spiritual walk as babies, mm-hmm. but you got to move on. And, you know, we hurt babies sometimes, not physically, but sometimes we got to give that baby a, a spanking sometimes mm-hmm. when they're acting unseemly or whatever right. to get them to stop doing. And that's what the word does to us. Sometimes we have to get a whipping. Um, through the word of God and we can't take it take it personal it's just to push us or thrust us into a greater future and to strengthen us and to encourage us to be strong in the Lord because the Lord says to be strong right and you can't do it in the power of his might you can't be a weakling over here right so you're going to get and as you grow in Christ the word is going to come harder and more forceful but don't run and don't turn from it. Gravitate to it. As long as the word or whoever is bringing forth the word is not telling you to sin against God, is not um, whatever to whatever, gravitate towards that word. I can say this, and I'm going to leave it alone. There was one time, just one time, where I thought I wanted to leave the church. And I wasn't going to leave the I wasn't leaving God, but I was thought I was ready to go from the church. Right. And I left, and I went to another church, sat on the parking lot and everything, and, and the Lord spoke to me. He's like, you're going on back to the church, because I'm not, first of all, I'm not releasing you. Right. Just because you being a baby. Right. And crying and stuff, because uh, something that was said, something that was said, honestly, right. like you said, when people just pass by and they don't speak to you or whatever, and it hurt you. Mm-hmm. Something was said, and I was ready to go. You can't be a baby all the time. Right. You have to got to grow up. And it's okay to cry. Mm-hmm. It's okay to cry because Jesus wept. Uh, exactly. It is okay to cry. because. But what I'm trying to say is we have got to grow up because there's a whole new Ooh. group of babies that's getting ready to come in. Right. And the pastor has to deal with those babies accordingly. And if he keeps on babying you, and next baby and the next person, how is he going to be able to, he or she going to be able to baby the baby that's coming in because he keeps dealing with the baby that's in you or the, the mess that's on you. Right. You've got to go above. And we have a lot of people, and I'm going to end it with this. We have a lot of people, because you, you brought it out, that saints nowadays need to grow up. Mm-hmm. Learn how to take something. Mm-hmm get out of the spiritual diapers Mm -hmm. because the pastors are tired of changing their spiritual Mm -hmm. diapers all the time Mm because they stink. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's spiritual and it stinks in the nostrils of God. Yes, it does. And come off the sincere milk of the word. Mm -hmm. That's for babies. Mm -hmm. And learn how to eat the meat of the word. Exactly. And eating the meat of the word, it's not going to always be good. Mm -hmm. It's not going to always... You're... When you are a child of God, you're not always going to like what's put in front of you. No, you're not. You're not always going to like. 
I'm going to tell y'all like this, and I'm going to be perfectly honest. And yes, my, my co-pastor sitting right here in front of me. Mm-hmm. There are some things that they say that I, my spirit, that like, wait a minute, hold on. Like, hold up. Mm-hmm. But then I have to think about it. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm just now starting to think like this. And pastor used to think like, um, pastor Togo used to think like mm-hmm. this before he became pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, if Pastor McGordon has said something to me, I'm going to take it as she got it from the Lord mm-hmm. and it's helping me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in that mindset of whatever you say, I'm going to take it as, okay, you got it from the Lord mm-hmm. and it's for my good. Mm-hmm. It's for my good. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, that's the mindset we have to have because the people on the outside are watching mm-hmm. and they're looking for help. But if mm-hmm. we're messed up, how can we help somebody? Exactly, exactly. If we're all conquering and dividing and starting clicks and because we didn't like what the pastor said mm-hmm. and we're taking it personal, I heard uh, a pastor um say, take don't take it personal, but take it personal. Mm-hmm. Take it to heart. Whatever that whatever that leader has said unto you. It may not be for you right now, but it might be for you later. Don't take it personal like they're personally attacking you, but take it personal because the Lord, if the Lord brought that word out of that, out of that leader's mouth, it must be for you because you're in the place. That's exactly true. You're in the place because if God didn't want you in the place, you wouldn't be there Mm -hmm. because God would have sent you somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the place, you're there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you, like I said, you may not need the word right then, but somewhere, somewhere down the line, you're going to need it. And I remember my my former pastor said it plain as day. Hold on to what I'm teaching you because you're going to need it. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that the, the issues that happened were going to transpire. Exactly. And even to this day, we still hold on to what she taught. Yes, we do. So at the end of this, I pray that y'all have a very, very blessed rest of the week. Um, I thank you for coming on the show today. I thank you for having me. Um, and like I, like I say in every show, and y'all hear me say this all the time. Acts 2 and 38. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the only way biblically way. biblically, to see the Lord's face in peace. This is the only way biblically Bible based to see him one day in Jesus name. I pray that y'all have a, a very, very blessed rest of the week. This is the summit internet radio podcast show. I'm your host, Adam Tuggle. I will see y'all next week, and we will have another great show. We're having a show next week on manhood. I don't usually tell what the show is going to be. You usually see it on Facebook, but I'm telling y'all this week, next week's show will be on manhood. So we're going to have a very, we might have a guest. We might not. I don't know yet. The Lord has not uh, let me know yet. So God bless you guys. God bless you. And love you. And love you. And we thank God for each and every one of you. And again, uh, our condolences go out to the Kobe Bryant uh, family, his family, and the other families as well. 
And all that are bereaved, our, our prayers and our condolences go out to you all. All right. We will talk to y'all later. I'm going home. I will see y'all next week. God bless you. Peace.